0: has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Duck and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in carny.
1: The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball.
2: Because because you're
1: Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station.
2: I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today.
1: <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my that favorite. That. That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, Yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we that we got yeah. on this yeah. show. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM. And now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough i'm gonna
2: do some cleaning on my side because i've got dates here that say uh, texas san antonio football
1: now coming to you live from the midway auto dealership broadcast booth. need a
3: vehicle think midway.com
2: yeah i try to do toasters yeah. because sometimes i just don't have time to put in the toaster
3: been a lively little show so far um certainly been
1: worth everything i paid to listen to it it's time for the doug and daddy show And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri Cities. Doug, due to Jim Langen, with you on this Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday, beautiful weather day. Just another day.
2: Yes, it is. Just got a late, just got a late thing response. I had to respond to that. But yeah, it's Valentine's Day. What are you going to do? Exciting? What are you doing? Anything exciting for Valentine's hit the road. Day?
1: There you go. And hit the road, getting ready for the weekend, no doubt about it. Uh, we got state wrestling, sub-district basketball. We've got plenty that we're going to cover here. Drew Johnson, the head women's basketball coach at UNK, is going to join us. Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt in the uh, last segment of the program Good. today as they get the season underway on Friday. Plus, a Brian Seabrant's head wrestling coach, Grand Island Northwest. We get to talk with the coach uh, coming up a little bit later on. And we do have... All this coaching news we now have a higher grand island central catholic has named the replacement for sharon zavala trey salinas is the head coach with his wife, Tina, serving as associate head coach. He was the head women's volleyball coach at the University of Illinois Springfield from 2015 until this last season, and then they moved back to Grand Island. His resume includes more than 10 years of collegiate D1 and D2 experience, also held associate and assistant coaching positions at Belmont Abbey College, Metro State in Denver in the Armac and Bishop Moshbyoff High School as well, so they'll be coming in, and uh, his wife Tina actually is a graduate yep. from OR. He's going to say that All American Hastings College Bronco, uh, who coached at UIS South Point High School and at the club level. So that will be the new volleyball coach staff at Grand island Central Catholic, and we'll be uh, trying to get Trey on here the show before the end of the week. But that just announced this morning.
2: Yeah, they had a press conference at like eight forty-five, and they moved it up. It was going to be at three forty-five today, and they. They moved it straight up, and you are right. The one thing I was going to throw in there was just for Mord, but you already knew that. You probably know the family.
1: 888 455 ESPN. That is the Billy Jacks Pizza Fan Line. 888 455 3776. With a big screen TV, kino, classy environment, and the best pizza in town. You can tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. You can always Facebook us, and you can email the Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy, at ESPNSuperStation.com. Well, the UNK basketball teams are on the road this weekend, beginning tomorrow night. And our chance to catch up with the head coach, Drew Johnson, brought to you by Detterdings in Kearney and Grand Island, celebrating over 40 years of business at Detterdings and deterdingscom and coach good morning how are things with the Lopers
0: good morning good morning we're doing good uh, we are on the road officially so uh, getting ready for a couple of games this week
1: what was it like seeing uh, the old Newman team make everything that they shot <laughs> on Saturday
0: good heavens man they were uh, they made it rain for a while so um, you know I think uh, one of those things that they came in and played pretty free and, and made some shots and, and we needed to adjust and uh, you know, you're always happy in this league to get out with a win. So, uh, you know, you'd like it to be maybe a little bit more under cruise control, but uh, you know they played great, and and it was good to see some faces and that we, you know, you know, spent a lot of time with, and and uh, you know, wish them the the most success they could possibly have besides twice a year. So, uh, but again, nice to win.
2: Coach, you know, you've seemed to be putting the right personnel in at the right time in some of these close games that haven't been decided. There's maybe eight minutes to go, but you guys have played fairly well, you know, down the stretch and winning some of these games, even pulling away at times. But Shalom McCool seems to really be stepping up at times for you. Um, talk a little bit about the, those last eight minutes or last six minutes of a game, how, how important it is when they're close.
0: Yeah, I think we learned uh, a lot about our team early in the year. I mean, I think you have to go through those moments to know who's going to be ready and who's ready to step up. And, um, you know, I think you go back all the way, it seems like it was a year ago, but you go back to a losing to Northwest Missouri State where you have the lead by eight in the fourth quarter, and we really slowed the game down. I thought that hurt us. And so since then we've done a great job of just continuing to do what got us to the position we were in with the lead. Um, and, you know, we've had some big-time players make make plays, and Charlotte McCool has been unbelievable. She's coming off her seventh double-double in a row, um, so she's been great. Uh, But we've hit some big shots. I mean, Meg Burns has really been a fourth-quarter killer for us, and, um, you know, I feel like with the ball in Jill Ashoff's hands, we've we've, we've seen a lot of really good stuff happen late in games. And so uh, I think it's a confidence level, too, with our team. You know, we believe we're supposed to be in the game. We believe we can win. Um, and that's a that's a good sign of a, a quality team late in the season.
1: Drew Johnson, head women's basketball coach at UNK uh, with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, and uh, Shiloh was once again named Honorable Mention MIAA Player of the Week. It seems it's hard to get that award because it seems like everybody's good in this league right now. Coach, every time you play somebody, it's like, well, they're either rated or they were going to be rated or they hadn't been rated. And, you know, this week you play the team that was preseason conference favorite. Uh, what are you seeing out of this league and especially what you're going to have coming down the home stretch here?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of really good players in the league. Uh, it feels like when you see that uh MIAA post come out, you know, just to even be like you said, honorable mention, notable notable performance or whatever. Uh it feels like everybody's average is eighteen and ten uh to get on that list. And so uh, you know, you have to be you have to be playing great. Everybody's got a couple of players that they can really go to in crunch time, uh and, and that's willing to make plays and and so you gotta know who those players are and, and try to slow them down to the best of your ability. Um and and just like you said the the overall quality of the league is so good. Um you know we're going to play you know five games left in the regular season. Four of them will be against teams that you know are are somewhere around you know six or less losses on the entire season and and are are ranked or or could be ranked or whatever. So um you know you know the challenge when you sign up uh to play in this league or to coach in this league um, and that's it's quality basketball every night, and that that's what makes it fun. It's also what makes it challenging. But we talk to our team a lot about you know this is why you why why, and we want to be able to sign up to to play in the best league in America and and have a chance to uh, you know come out on top.
2: Yeah, Coach. I just noticed it too. But everybody's eighteen and six. It seems like the <laughs> whole group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Seeding wise for the conference tournament, if you could get a road win um, coming up, it would really help you out. It looks like with these head to head, there's going to be so many ties for the conference yep. seating that maybe the second seed and the fourth seed could have the exact same record. But it's all going to be uh, based on tiebreakers and et cetera. Your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, at one point like last week and it's probably still the same this week, we were one win out of out of third place and we were one win one loss out of seventh. And so, um, you know, you can find yourself kind of falling anywhere into that mix. Uh, if you can get in the top six, you get that opening round bye into the tournament, which is which is important. Um and so we've been kinda as a coaching staff not just kinda keeping an eye on where we're at. Um and yeah, we're we're gonna need to win win a game or two on the road. Um, you know, we think we probably you know, if, if at all possible, need to try to go three and two. If you can go four and one or five and zero, oh, obviously you're you're counting your blessings. But if you can get three and two uh, to finish this stretch, uh, you're going to be right where you need to be to, to have a puncher's chance in the tournament. And, and everybody's going to be, you know, fighting for position, and, and everybody could beat everybody. Uh, but if it ended right now, Missouri Western would would have the one seed. Um, and we, we have the tiebreaker because we beat them at home. We have the tiebreaker with most people because of that game. So you, you kind of, you know, you're, you're sitting in a good position if you can take, take care of business. And I think every team in America and any sport wants to have, you know, the fall in their, their, their court and have control over their own destiny late in the year, which we, we 100% do. The games are tough but we control our own destiny, so we get to go out there and play it and take care of it, and, and it's on us. And that's a great position to be in here late in the season.
2: Coach, I know when you, when you get down to crunch time and you're, you're, you have practices and you do all this, you've got some players on your team that are like the 7th, 8th, and 9th players, but they need to have playing time. Are, are you having time, are you having a struggle getting them in here late in the games in some of these close ones, or are those 7, 8, and 9 you're using them big time?
0: Yeah, we've been, we've been really using them. I mean, you go back to our last game against Newman and, and there were some defensive things we feel like we could have done better, but our three leading scorers were all either freshmen or redshirt freshmen. And, uh, so we're getting them in the game. We're giving them good experience. They played a lot of minutes. Brindley Christensen played like 31 minutes in an overtime win against Washburn as a freshman. So, you know, when you look at the big picture in long term about what you think it's going to be, uh, we're we're headed in the right direction long term too, and so um, you know we're excited about it. You know sometimes those young kids still make you know young kid mistakes, and that's that's stuff you got to work through. And and it's why it's nice to have old kids like you know Shiloh and Meg and and Lexi Mose to be able to you know lean on when you need to. But those young kids are giving us a lot of production and a lot of minutes and in pretty big pretty big moments right now.
1: UNK women's basketball coach Drew Johnson with us. They're on the road, headed to central Missouri with another road game, Lincoln, on Saturday. And uh, then they're heading down the home stretch here. But you've also been a little banged up. Coach, uh, what's the story on uh, how things are looking with Trinity and Kia and maybe others as, as you get ready for the weekend?
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, you feel like you're in a position now where they're starting to work towards being cleared. And you know, I think there's a, there's a world where we could get them both back a week or two before um you know we've got got dreams of getting them both back but but kind of see i think we feel um each one of them has a little bit of a couple more steps in their rehab process that they've got to clear uh, to be able to do that and you know bodies are are always in in rehab sometimes that goes really smoothly and and you get them back and, and you know in the early timetable and if it doesn't go smoothly we probably don't get them back so you know, that's why it's been so important to play some of those young kids, you know, throughout the season is, you know, maybe maybe you win one more game if you only play your, your top six or something. I don't know if that's true, but um, right now we feel like we've got the depth to get in the conference tournament. If you can win a couple games, you know, you play them back to back to back. You feel like you've got the depth. If you get one or two of those kids back, Kyer Trinity back, um, then you can really feel like you're, you know, got a, got a puncher's chance to maybe make a deep run in that tournament.
1: Coach, talk about tomorrow's game. Uh, obviously, Central Mo picked as the preseason favorite, but they've struggled. They do have one of those kids in Brooklyn Latrell, It seems like she wins the player of the week more often than not in this league. Uh, what's tomorrow's yeah. scouting report?
0: Yeah, they're they are uber, uber talented. Brooklyn is All-American um, and, and can really score it from a lot of different places on the floor. Um, you know, Shiloh did a nice job against her the first time, uh, and a nice job was... You know, 22 points and and whatever in overtime. So, uh, but she did a really nice job on her the first time, and we'll need that again. Uh, Olivia Nelson is their starting point guard, who is also very dynamic and is an all conference player. Um, and we'll need to contain her, and, and that'll be a, a job probably for Meg Burns, who's been our best defender all year long. And then, uh, you know, outside of that, then they've got a couple kids that can really shoot it, and a couple kids that drive it hard. And so, we talk a lot about matchups and personnel, and what do, what do they do, and trying to take them out of it one interesting caveat to central Missouri has been when they're efficient from three and they get to the free throw line they are really hard to beat uh when they are inefficient from three uh they kind of struggle against the top of the conference and so we're going to need to make sure we guard the the three-point line and then not foul a bunch and get them, them get to the free throw line and get easy ones but um you know that's also a it's a great game plan but a but a tall order in front of us to do that they're they're great for a reason and it does feel like they, you know, they were picked to win the league. It feels like they've maybe, um, you know, had some bumps in the road that they weren't expecting, or that we all weren't expecting them to have. Um, but they're they're talented. We beat them here at home, and so uh, you know they're going to be loaded up to try to, um, you know, win that game and and avenge that loss. So it'll take a great effort, but we're excited about the matchup and and we'll be ready to roll.
2: Coach, has anybody tried triangle two on this team and tried to do that type of a defense?
0: I don't. Think people have much?
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead if you want. To yeah. Say, no, but, that was that was going to be my question. Was if on film? If you've seen anybody else try that, and has it had any success at all? Because it sounds like to me you, you're talking that those two girls are really playing well, but they haven't had their third or fourth player really step out much.
0: Right. Right. And no one's done that a ton yet. Okay. I think because um, they just shoot it pretty well from three outside of those two kids, and so sure. if you if you zone, sometimes you can give up kind of too many easy ones. I think what we try to do is uh, defensively just put more bodies in those gaps and make it feel like they're getting, you know, a second defender or double teamed, or whatever without totally leaving somebody wide open. So we'll see if we can kind of corral them in that way.
1: All right, Coach, we'll uh, let you get back to business there. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, can't wait to see you guys get back home here.
0: Yeah, thank you all. Uh, Appreciate it. just want to uh, thank all the fans for coming out. We've had some great, great, great attended games here recently, so – uh, you know, we got two more home ones. Senior night next Saturday, um, so we're looking forward to to being back in the HSC one more time.
1: All right, we'll see you when you get home, Coach. Thanks.
0: All right, thanks, y'all.
1: That's the head coach, Drew Johnson, of your UNK women's basketball team as uh, they. Uh, coming off another good weekend. Obviously, the men continue to struggle. Uh, the wrestling team, Jackson Kinsella, uh, helped them shut out Fort Hay State. He is another honorable mention MIAA Athlete of the Week. Brianna Russell cleared a career best 5'8 in the high jump at the annual Ichabod invite. Honorable mention in a track and field for the Lopers as well. Let's keep that going. Madeline Jansen for softball. They went 3-1 and one to open the weekend. Their final two games down in Tucson got weathered out. They'll be in Oklahoma. Uh, this week. We talked about UNK's football schedule uh, that came out for 2024. They open the season at Shadron State on Thursday, August the 29th. They'll have a bye week in there for the first time since 2007. For the wrestling team, they are at home Friday against the number one team in the nation, Central Oklahoma. Their conference foe comes in at 7 o'clock. So Loper Nation, if you get a chance, I know there's quite a bit going on and uh, a lot of folks will be watching and listening to the semifinals from the state wrestling tournament. But UNK could definitely uh, use your support. UNK Tennis, the men hosting McPherson and Bethel. The women are off until next weekend. They both went 3-0 and last weekend at home at the Ernest Grundy Center. And that is our Loper Link brought to you by Deadings in Kearney and Grand Island. We'll take a break. Coming back, Brian Sebrantz to talk
4: Northwest Wrestling, Husker Baseball coach Will Bolt and more. Stay with us. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings escape ordinary by heading to cunningham's downtown or cunningham's on the lake
1: in carney you'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town happy hour specials and great food an outstanding place to relax with friends after work on the weekends or any time to escape everything plus you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location it's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at cunningham's journal on the bricks and cunningham's on the lake carney
4: Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Carney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services.
1: From the long Doug and Daddy show, Doug Duda Jim Langan with you on this Wednesday, tomorrow we'll be at the state Life wrestling tournament and then we'll be there Friday and then we'll be there Saturday so we've got a lot coming up as the week uh, progresses, uh, tomorrow Anthony Noreen Tri-City Storm, Colin Pfeiffer with any wrestle among our guests, Chris Katulak CEO at Fauner Park, they open up this weekend, we'll be talking with him on uh, Friday Ohio State fired men's basketball coach Chris Holtzman this morning What good does that do you?
2: Does no good whatsoever. I don't think. I don't know what the problem. Why they did it? Just fan base, letting people know that hey. I mean, I I don't get it. Tough, tough kid. Tough, tough kid. He was coach of the year not too long ago. I mean, maybe. maybe I think right when he came in,
1: twenty eighteen. For the last five tournaments, they of course non COVID, but. Weird. Uh, Who do you think would be a better fit for the Steelers? That's going to be our Doug and Daddy poll question today. We're getting back into these for you at ESPN underscore Tri Cities at ESPN underscore Tri Cities. Russell Wilson or Justin Fields? Fields. Yep. Not Fields.
2: Yeah, he can run the ball if he has to. Yeah. You know he can get. get, I mean, they need some and youth and a little totally youth. youth. Yeah.
1: Done okay in Chicago.
2: He had a good last seven or eight games. They, they started off real bad, the Bears did, but I thought he had a good seven or eight last games. But why, why would the Bears? And Wilson
1: have, got better this year, too. the
2: Bears just keep him?
1: That's what I think. Yeah. Vote on the Doug and Daddy Poll question anytime at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. But we're all getting geared up for state wrestling. Tomorrow we get 9.30 for classes B and C. AD and girls get going at 3 in the afternoon. Northwest is always strong. Brian Seabrance joins us here. The head coach of the Vikings, Doug D- to Jim Lion coach. How are you? I'm doing well. Are we ready to go?
3: <laughs> well, I believe so. I hope so.
1: <laughs> I want to talk about it because I, I want to make sure people saw this. And You have talked about uh, your kids and we've talked about your daughter before and some of the issues that she had to go through. There was a really cool article that was written by Tony Chapman about one of the girls on uh, your wrestling team. Her name's Emma Harb. She makes it to state. She has gone through uh, some of her own issues. And I know uh, Coach Page is taking care of the girls, but you guys are basically uh, hand-in-hand over there. Uh, What can you share with us about her story?
3: You know, Emma's... uh... She's a great kid, um, you know. She had, had that surgery earlier in the year, and you know, just battling some adversity. You know, she was not sure what her season would be like, and um, you know, it's been a, it's been a tough stretch for her. She's kind of been emotional this year, um, just trying to balance everything. But you know, we love Emma, and she <clears throat> she's had a great year for us. Even going through, like I said, going through those adversities and, uh, you know, hopefully she can continue that at state, but, uh, just getting to state in those districts that we have is a huge accomplishment.
1: Well, let's talk about your boys here. Uh, you're going to get nine down to state, uh, but finished fourth in your district. Didn't have any district champions, got to wrestle at home in the district. So a lot of dynamics there. Uh, overall, how did you think your Vikes performed on Saturday?
3: I thought we did outstanding, actually. Uh, you know, we got some young kids in our lineup, and um, <clears throat> just you just never know what you're going to get. The last couple of years has been rough for us in the heartbreak round. And um, I knew we were due one of these years to have a good year with the heartbreak round. <laughs> and, um, you know, our kids really came through. I told them last week, uh, nobody's talking about Northwest. You know, they're talking about Scott's Bluff, Platt, Smith, uh, Bennington out there make a name for yourself go punch your ticket so a lot of them did so i was really excited for them how
1: much would you say getting to wrestle at home helped that
3: you know we were a heavy road team this year and um you know i think i really do when they those kids get an opportunity to sleep in their own beds get a good night's rest i think that's a huge advantage to them and um you know they, they have a lot of questions like i said we had some young kids and just try to tell them not to look at all the social media with who they have to wrestle. Some kids, you know, they beat themselves up when they have to wrestle a top-ranked kid. So. But, yeah, wrestling at home is a great great advantage for us, I believe.
2: Coach, it seems like you you, kind of had an ex- expectations for your kids this year that you knew maybe you wouldn't have a champion, but you might have some guys that can get fourth and get to state or get third and find a way to score some points. What's it look like down at this state meet? Have you got some chances to get, like, um, a lot of medals, maybe not a champion, but a lot of medals, and finish somewhere second through sixth?
3: Well, we did a little strategizing last week. We moved a couple kids around to different weights. And the kids that we moved, it actually worked in our favor. Um, We moved Roland, Roland Mendoza from 32 to 38. 32 was a little bit tougher of a bracket. I thought he'd have a better chance, and uh, he did, you know, he got fourth in his district at 138, and then Connor Dramsey, crazy, crazy district, um, he wrestled really, really well, he's 9-22, and 22 and he won an overtime in the heartbreak round to go to state, I bumped him up from 38 to 144, and then Joe Stein up at, he was at 215, and he bumped up to heavyweight, and I really like his draw, I think he's got a great chance to get to the finals, but <clears throat> You know, I think, like I just told our kids, I said, this is a business trip. We're not going down there just to be happy that we made it. And, you know, we some of us got some tough draws, but overall, I think, you know, we can win some matches down there. I told them our goal still to try to get inside that top ten. And, you know, like I said, again, I told them, I said, nobody's giving you credit. So just go down there, and compete hard.
1: Talk about the move that that's probably the toughest and the biggest move if you try to make a move from fifteen to heavyweight. where's Joe out with his weight, and how will that affect what happens down there in Omaha?
3: You know Joe's weighing about two twenty right now um, you know he just came up with this idea a couple of weeks ago, and um you know I was kind of caught off guard by it a little bit, and then I thought, you know, you know I looked at the district a little bit and um you know, I think he's got a great shot. He's he's got the kid from Beatrice first round, and then we haven't seen the kid from Auburn. I did some scouting on him, and then you know I just told him we got to take it one match at a time. Joe's a very athletic kid, though, and um, he's his body type is it's a little different for a heavyweight. He's tall and uh, lanky, and obviously he's not not two eighty five, but um, I think that plays to his advantage a little bit.
1: We're talking with Brian Seabrands, head coach. Northwest Wrestling has been for a long time, and and uh, been doing a great job with the Vikes. What do you think about some of the tweaks that we had this year in wrestling, from the weight changes to seating at state tournament, and maybe anything else that you'd want to touch on?
3: You know, I think it'll be interesting how this this first year of seating at the state tournament goes. Um, you know, I know I think eventually you might be able to see the top sixteen. You know, so um, that's what we're hoping for. But, you know, and and I, like I said, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the the girls state wrestling and the boys together. And, you know, I know there might be a change with it, but like I said, I hopefully that uh, we can all enjoy it this year and and then let the NSA sort that out. But, you know, it's girls wrestling is growing tremendous. And I think there's over 1700, about around 1700 girls wrestling this year. And like I said, it's just really taken off and it's awesome. And hopefully everybody can just enjoy it, you
1: know. Well, you've been around. We had Ron Higdon on yesterday, and I think conversation is always the best. What would you prefer when it comes to this growth of the sport of wrestling? Do you have one of the ideas that you prefer?
3: You know, I mean, I'd like to keep it all in the same building. And I know it might stretch that week out a little bit longer, but I think it's going to make a lot more people happy. Um You know, if you get in two different venues, two different weekends, I just don't know how that's going to turn out. But, you know, sometimes change is good. And, um, you know, when we move from Devaney to Omaha, a lot of people are not sure about that, and it's turned out all right, I believe.
1: Well, uh, we're looking forward to another great meet down there in Omaha. Brian, always great to catch up with you. We'll let you get back to your day, and, hey, I'll see you in Omaha.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me as well. You bet. Thank take you. care, Coach. You bet.
1: Brian C. Branch joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, head coach at Northwest. Again, they will begin wrestling at 9.30 in the morning, all of BNC, then AD and the girls at 3 o'clock. They'll wrestle first round and then quarterfinals. Uh, wrestleback rounds take most of Friday up until we get to the semifinals at 6.30, and the Parade of Champions at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Updates all three days here on ESPN and the Vibe. Friday night, the semifinal round, as it's been for over a quarter century, at Six thirty on the vibe ninety eight nine.
2: How about you, Doug? You asked the question. uh, What kind of a format do you think? I always think the NSA gets a lot of ideas, and they kind of get into a room and they just kind of say, "Hey, what what, what's what's your idea? What's your idea?" And they kind of pull and decide that. But I think they've done a pretty good job um, when when they had to do some things with the state basketball tournament. You know, having some of these schools play on Wednesday, but not bringing the teams from way out west. You know, they go, hey, you know, we don't need to play scotch bluff in Class B. We can wait till Thursday to get that B game in for them. That's a long trip. They don't need to come out here for one day. So they make an exception, kind of like the NCAA does, for BYU. You know, they never have to play on a Friday, Sunday. They're at BYU, no matter where they go, they're playing Thursday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like the idea with the state, the way it's set up, the dynamics of it with Shadron and Scotts Bluff and Chase County. You got to honor their schools and treat them a little bit different when it comes to the travel and the time that they might play. Your thoughts
1: on that? Well, that'll be. There'll be no way you can do that in the wrestling like you can in basketball. Yeah. Uh, that That's first because I do like, you know, they said, well, this, this works out best. I suppose for me, the best one, and, and it's going to hurt because it would leave kids down there for a long time. I think if we can group it all together and make it a four-day tournament and then figure out what you want to do from that, even if you wrestle one set Wednesday, one set Thursday – and then bring them all in for concies and semis Friday and, and then keep Saturday as it is. I don't know how that would work. I know that would probably steam some folks. But I think if you brought in your Wednesday and just knocked out all of A and B and, and then decide if that's what you want to do with the girls, a lot of those kids could go back home and then come back and wrestle on Friday. Uh, I, nobody's really talked about that sure. uh, situation there, and I I, I get it. Uh, it would be tough, but then maybe you lose some of those that are out. You know, on 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 day two. I I, I want the girls and the guys to kind of I want that to stay together. I don't want anybody wrestling on Tuesday. I, I mean, I guess I would say that we talked about this. I think a little on air and off air yesterday. No matter what you do, you're going to put the girls before the boys if you split them. And Tuesday and Wednesday. Eh. That's not any fun for anybody either. So that's the biggest negative, I think, to all of this. You still want to get them on TV, and I think you'll still have the attendance, and we'll cover it, everybody will cover it, and and so on and so forth. But it's going to be real tough. And you also do have to keep in mind you got half the teams in the state playing basketball last night, almost all of them in C&D. Just the ones that got bounced out in the bunny bracket. Don't make everybody decide. Don't make everybody decide. There's some, there's some openings out there where there's a night that nobody plays. Um, I don't know what you do. I, I also threw this out. I was talking with somebody last night. Instead of doing Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm going to be honest, it might be a little pain in the butt for the NSAA. I don't know who else it would be a pain in the butt for, I guess is what I would say, because they do such a great job. I don't know how this would put their staff, if it would thin it out. But put the girls next week. I know it's state swimming. That involves hardly anybody outside of Class A. So put it the same weekend as state swimming. You did that with the boys' duels for a while. The only reason that changed is because... A lot of people had kind of lost their fire after being in Omaha, so they said, Let's move it ahead so that we don't have to worry about who's not making weight, who even wants to wrestle, who says nah, I don't want to do anything with the duels. So those are a couple of things that I would think of. Uh, have one of them next weekend, And sure. I know that would be tough to say, Hey, Creighton, we kind of need your venue both weekends, which is not out of the not out of the realm. Play your home games on. Tuesday or Wednesday like they did last night and and you'd have to have some give and take and who knows if it moves to Lincoln, kind of the same story. So there it's there's never gonna be a perfect solution to this. It's gonna be a tough decision.
2: Yeah, it really is. And it was almost like the state track meet, what they've kind of decided to do with that. They used to have the the athletes in class D C and B and A and they'd compete on a Thursday and then, you know, split the venue and et cetera. But you know, I'm just thinking about what do you do with the kids that lose? Um, that, you know, they lose the first round, then lose their bunny bracket, you know, and they're way, I mean, they, they're going to be just there one more extra day now, if if, if if you prolong it like that, and that, I don't know if that's really a good idea, you know, yeah. they're that, well, you know, you can, you can wrestle Thursday and lose and wrestle Friday and lose and hang in there all day Saturday and get back home late that night, but yeah, so you're right.
1: Well, the number one thing for all of our wrestlers is that Saturday night, they can eat whatever they want. Why not the Carney Chicken Coop Sports <laughs> Bar and Grill? <laughs> Wait Sorry, guys. That. It's beef and noodles. You can have mashed potatoes if you want. Monday through Thursday is the special special at the Carney Chicken Coop. Wall supplies last. Of course, this is also Wednesday, so Turkey BLT is their normal Wednesday lunch special. And it is burger night, gourmet burger night every Wednesday night. The mushroom burger, the bacon burger, Cuban burger, Cajun, Cajun, always favorite, totally Jack, every Wednesday special price while you're watching your games, including Nebraska women tonight on the Peacock Network at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill. Take a break and come back a little bit later on. Husker baseball coach Will Bolt.
0: Gee, I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with.
1: Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's
0: divisions with a four-game guarantee. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers dash Hoopers. Deadline March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings
1: and win big. Brought to you in part by Gary Michaels Clothiers, located in Hastings, Kearney, and
4: Lincoln at johnson landscape we don't just see landscapes we see dreamscapes sprinklers with precision plants with purpose outdoor living for new beginnings for over 25 years this has been our passion with unmatched quality precision and expertise at johnson landscape every project is like our own and every customer like family build your dreamscape today with johnson landscape did you know that in downtown Carney you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into to Copycat today, they're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Shop and buy local with Copycat Printing of Carney Online at carneycopycat.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since
1: 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory-trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps, and injectors diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you.
4: Hi folks,
0: John with Husker Sit & Sleep, downtown Kearney, Nebraska. Make sure you stop in this month for some great deals going on in all our furniture, all of our mattresses, in stock and ready to take home today. That's right, we sell right off the floor so you don't have to wait. Husker Sit & Sleep, 1907 Central Avenue, downtown Kearney, HuskerSitAndSleep.com or like us on Facebook.
1: and Daddy's show brought to you by TNL Irrigation company worldwide headquarters in Hastings taking care of you. The United States and more than seventy countries worldwide successful farmers work hard and smart. The smart choice in pivot irrigation is TNL. Tough, reliable, hydraulically powered TNL pivots are safe, simple, and easier on you. So find out why TNL is like no other. Bill Shapley, Mid States irrigation and repair. Carney and Loop City, tayos Sutton Irrigation, and Sutton. T-L-I-R-R dot TNL can make sure that precipitation is on your crop all year long. TNL like no other. Again, Nebraska women will play at Ohio State tonight. Jazz Shelley named the National Player of the Week yesterday. Ridge Lovett in wrestling, the NCAA Wrestler of the Week. Hastings College Basketball hosting Mount Marty tonight at Lynn Farrell Arena. Doubleheader on KHAS is at 5 o'clock. Creighton beat Georgetown 94-72 to last night, and uh, only the second time <laughs> In school history, that a Creighton Blue Jays hit a triple-double, and it was Baylor Shireman, 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. Before the game, he was honored for becoming the first man in NCAA history to reach 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, and 300 made three-pointers. Do you think he's an all-around player?
2: Jimmy? Boy, I would to say, that would be pretty much all-around there. Talk about what, that's some really good stats. God, that guy's getting triples and home runs and stolen bases, and, and, his, and he's throwing people out at the plate. You know, it, what what's tremendous stats.
1: And since you went baseball, let's okay. go baseball. The Royals had their big press conference yesterday. They will build their new ballpark downtown, just blocks away from the T-Mobile Center and the Power and Light District, a $2 billion ballpark that will seat only about 34,000 fans. that will be about 3,000 less than Kauffman now in a fairly small ballpark. But uh, Royals are hopeful it would be ready at the start of the twenty twenty eight season. What well, do you think?
2: Well, I would be my third ballpark I'd been to in Kansas City if I decide to go. I, you know, I you talk about don't like change. I just, you know, I like where the Kansas City Royals baseball parks. That's gonna be it's gonna be an adjustment to me. It's almost like if Denny Matthews wasn't announcing. Well, that's going to happen yeah, soon, yeah, I too. know, Doug, but well, you get my – And I do, pop- and the thing is, yeah, what's
1: cool about it is it's right there by Arrowhead. But what's not cool about it is there's nothing really else there, and I get that. They're trying to put it in a – so you can walk to a – motel. there's a couple there. So you can walk to a motel, you can walk to a bar. There's a couple there. You can walk to a restaurant. There's a couple there, but that's about it on a nightly basis.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's it's out in the middle and. Of- kind of nowhere but we don't know that because we, when we go to Kansas City that, that's all we go we drive to that ballpark we maybe put our car at a motel and we hardly leave <laughs> yeah you, know, you might leave and go get barbecue somewhere right yeah. you know but immediately the whole thing's based on that but yeah I probably shouldn't say this it's probably right they probably should build a new stadium and it'll be fantastic but uh you know I guess it doesn't matter you like, like what they got yeah I mean, it's not like I'm going to be going to a lot of games in my
1: 80s they just redid yeah. that yeah yeah, Not there you that go. Uh Jordy Ball made it official yesterday and a lot of talk already on Hale Varsity yesterday uh, saying it was an ACL injury. Uh, they'll apply for a medical hardship. They expect to get it two more years at Nebraska, but we will miss this
2: entire season. Yeah, what a disappointment there. That was, you know, all the expectations. Like you I think you said um the, the you used the New York Jet quarterback as an example and I couldn't think of a better one. Than you said, right there. I mean, unbelievable. I guess the only thing I could think that'd be worse if you had a triple crown winner and they scratched him right at the Belmont. <laughs> ball. Hey, 10 minutes for the post time. They already got the crowd there. They already bought their tickets. And then you scratch the horse, yeah.
1: High school hoops last night. Carney swept Fremont. They're back in action uh, on a Thursday night. And then uh, girls' subdistrict basketball. There was only three number one seeds that went down in their sub-districts yesterday. They did include Silver Lake, Cambridge, and and also Hay Springs, so a lot in the smaller classes there. There were some almosts. There was a lot of threes over twos. A big win for Holdridge last night as they clipped Broken Bow. Carney Catholic had a late lead over Minden, but Minden and Holdridge survived, so they'll play tomorrow night here in Minden on ESPN. On K- That's at 6, also at 6. Sutton will play St. Cecilia. Scott Sutton had 23 points in three quarters. They had 23 points in the fourth quarter, and they won that ball game uh, over Wood River last night, 46-39. to St. Cecilia was up two at halftime, gave up two points in the second half to beat Donovan Trumbull. Uh, Sandy Creek got that win over Silver Lake. They'll play Red Cloud on the five ninety 9 at 7 tomorrow night. Overton, the number 1 team in D2, will play Wilcox Hildreth, who played well to beat uh, Shelton last night. Amherst, Hannah Herrick's back. They beat Elm Creek for the second straight time. They're going to get SCM. That's going to be a great matchup in the D110. And the matchup of the night will be out west. The c one twelve undefeated Bridgeport. At undefeated Sydney yeah. tomorrow night. Unbelievable.
2: You talk about, I, I just looked up Shelton real fast uh, last night after they got beat by Wilcox Hildreth and realized that Shelton is like uh, 16 and 1 against everybody but the Fort Kearney Conference. Yeah. You know, they lost to Overton. Yeah. You know, they, they, they lost to wilcox with twice. I believe they lost to Elm Creek, first game of the season. But they did beat Pleasanton um, earlier mm-hmm. in the year. But, yeah,
1: Fort Kearney Conference is pretty talented right now. And they should hopefully still get a wild card. We're going to take a break, and we'll bolt Nebraska baseball coach next. Play your best golf now with help from Golf Fit USA of Carney. Our certified club fitter uses a state-of-the-art launch monitor to make sure you get the most out of every club in your bag. Golf Fit offers a wide variety of clubs, bags, shoes, gloves, hats, junior sets, and gift cards, as well as repairs, re-gripping, lessons from a PGA professional, and a golf simulator. Our goal is to get your equipment right for increased accuracy and performance on the course. Golf Fit USA, custom fit for the perfect hit next to jerseys, Carney.
5: The dream of every American farmer is to watch the family farm being passed on from generation to generation. CHS wants to be the company that helps make that dream come true, taking pride in being here in the communities, the schools, and on the farm. CHS is a locally-owned cooperative with global connections, so it's like having a neighbor all around the world. CHS offers a full-service cooperative including grain, agronomy, energy, and precision ag. People and resources you can count on always, and always here at chsagra.com.
3: The year was 1979.
6: Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clever Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles,
0: inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details.
4: Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner.
1: Hi, I'm Doug Detterding. Make every date night better this February. When you purchase a hot spring spa, sauna, or fireplace from Detterding's, you will receive a gift basket for your sweetheart, plus special pricing and financing available. Now is the time to treat your sweetheart to some relaxation. Come in and see us in Kearney or Grand Island or visit Detterding's.com for more details.
0: Choose better things at Detterding's. It's a quality of life.
1: Doug and Daddy's show in the Midway Auto dealership broadcast booth. Getting closer and closer. Jimmy, you ready for baseball? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of getting excited for it. I was... Um, umpiring i mean refereeing last night and this guy from lincoln southeast just walks up to me hey you do baseball don't you you know I'm the, yes i sure do yeah so yeah and i thought yeah he was he was getting ready for it and i guess i
1: i am too i always enjoy that sport too well will Bolt's going to join us here in a second but right now i want to tell you about the midway auto Dealerships: midway chevrolet buick gmc midway chrysler dodge jeep ram where the president's day sale event is going on right now qualified commercial customers can get up to a thousand dollars on the job allowance toward upgrades on your select ram vehicles or join the jeep family now and get 10 percent below the manufacturer suggested retail price on the select 23 and 24 jeep brand vehicles that they have on the lot for you you can go to thinkmidway.com see the deals find the vehicle on the lot that you'd like maybe there's something that you'd like them to look for they will do that for you as well midway it's a better way thinkmidway.com Nebraska baseball opens the season down at the Shriners Children Classic this weekend. It's time for D1 baseball to get going, and we're pleased to once again chat with the head coach of the Huskers, Will Bolt, here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Coach, really appreciate the time, and uh, I'm sure chomping up the bit to get things going this weekend.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've had a good couple of weeks here of of nice weather in Lincoln (laughs) and been able to get outside and scrimmage and see the ball fly a little bit and... I uh, get some good defensive work in, so um, yeah, really, really excited to get get down there to Texas, and it's going to be a really neat opportunity for our players uh, to play in a big league ballpark in a in a tournament with
1: a lot of good talent. Since you've had the opportunity to be outside, how do the guys look right now to you?
6: Good, and knock on wood, uh, we're going into the thing you know pretty healthy, um, and you know just been able to see some different game situations that you just can't quite simulate when you're, you know, in a confined space indoors. So, um, mainly from a base running perspective and the outfielders kind of getting some work, um, seeing the ball off the bat and those type of things. And obviously the pitchers getting on a, a, a true mound. Um, it's been, it's been great. We've been very, very fortunate. Um, and Haymarket Park, you know, the natural surface, um, we were just outside last Friday for the first time. And then this week, um, but we're fortunate also that we have a, a field here in town, LPS, has got a field that, that's all turf that we've been practicing on. So um, had some, some good things that we've seen. Do those Lincoln East
1: kids get out of school to watch you practice?
6: <laughs> we've had a few of them kind of mosey around and, and uh, come check some things out, that's for sure.
1: Well, they're probably going to be like a lot of Husker fans. They're actually going to need a program this year. It seems like a ton of new faces, Coach. Do you feel that way?
6: Well, I think that's just the way of, of college baseball now and college athletics. There's going to be some more turnover than ever before with, with the portal and some of those things. There's just a lot more access to players. And, um, you know, we've we've had to kind of turn the roster over a couple of times now and, um, you know, 25 new faces and, and um, you know, but some, some good ones in there and some, some guys that are going to make a big impact. And, and that's really the name of the game is you you got to figure out, um, you know, what what – what your roster needs to look like to get to where you want to get to. And, and this year, um, you know, we've, we've really added a lot of of, of uh, bodies on the mound. And I think with, with that has come some more depth, um, more guys that have, have thrown multiple innings in college and, and been able to, to get a, get the job done. And then also some, some junior college uh, position players that uh, are hungry to, uh, to make an impact at this level.
1: Talking with Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Coach, how much of it in this day and age is the simple recruiting of the Jimmys and Joes, and how much of it is coaching them once they get here?
6: Well, I think it's always going to be about the players. Um, I think you've you you know you've got to have the guys, and you've got to not just have a handful of really top-end guys, but you've got to have a roster full of players of dudes that can, can go play and go push each other and push the, you know, the, for the cream to rise to the top on your roster. Um, You don't want anybody feeling, you know, that they've got a job one or get complacent because they don't have somebody pushing them every day. So that, that's really been our task is to, to build that, that roster depth um, and, and try to have that where, where you go into the Tuesday and Wednesday games that you feel like you've got enough pitching. You feel like you've got enough quality, um, you know, backup, so to speak that, um if you need to give a guy a break that, that you've got a guy in there that, that can go get the job done. So um, you know, we're we're certainly I'm I'm blessed to have an amazing coaching staff. Um and they've they've done a fantastic job of, of helping build this roster. Um, but it's always gonna be gonna be about the players. I mean they're they're the ones that that are out there and and, and um in the grease.
1: There's some changes. Obviously, you brought in Sirianni from Wichita State. Uh, coach Childress gets to work a little more hands-on right now. What have you already seen in fall ball and spring? How those two guys specifically have been able to uh, affect and enhance the team?
6: Yeah, w- with Coach Sirianni, um, he- he's got um, a lot of expertise uh, at the Division One level. He's been a he's been a head coach at the Division Two level. Um, he's coached in junior college and and really. The last four years at Wichita State, he's he's pretty much um, worn every hat you can wear. I mean, he's coached third, run the offense, coach hitters, infielders, done all the recruiting, um, just had a ton of responsibility there. So very fortunate to be able to add him to the staff. He'll bring... A nice dynamic with Coach Harvell. Um, you know he'll be Coach Harvell be back for his fifth season with us, and Coach Third Base, and and Coach Sirianni will Coach First. And you know you've got two guys on the field at one time that have run an offense before, that are on the same page. Um, he, he's his teams have have been really good base stealing teams in the past. Um, so I think he's brought some of that dynamic um, with him to us, some new ideas. And, and on the hitting side, I think you'll see um a really good impact there on that, that side of it with some of his ideologies. Uh and then obviously Coach Shoulders has you know, he's been, you know, completely hands off as a pitching guy the last two years just been in a player development role. And, you know, I mean he's one of the best. He's he's the person in the pudding. He's got twenty five plus major league pitchers that he's developed over the years and uh so again there's the things that he brings to the table is consistency and um just that experience of of running a pitching staff and and uh, the day-to-day operations that come with that
1: for our folks here in the Tri-Cities, Coach Sirianni was at Regis, which everybody knows about at Nebraska-Carney, but he was the coach right after UNK cut the baseball program, so I don't think he ever got any head-to-head matchups with us. I want to stay with the pitching, uh, Coach. You uh, yesterday announced who was going to be the starting rotation for the opening weekend. How much give and take are you going to have? Some guys say, hey, these are our three. It didn't work out, obviously, with the way the season started last year with some of the inconsistency on the mound. How many true starters do you think you might have that are still in the mix for the weekend?
6: Well, the thing the thing about it is the first weekend's three games, and then the next two weekends after this are four games with no double headers. So um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll have to find another starter in there for the second and third weekend. And um, I, it came down to the wire, honestly, um, with with the guys that we chose. We felt like they've been the most consistent, and we also have a, you know a handful of other guys that are either. Uh, very, very young and inexperienced and talented and you know, maybe we wanted to give them an opportunity to get their feet wet in another role. Um another, you know, a guy like Brockett has been good in his in his stints and he started before but he's been really good at the, out of the pen. Um and Christo obviously um had a great fall and, and came into the spring really as a front runner uh to, to be in that rotation. He he just has not been he's not injured. Um he just hasn't felt Um, 100% as where he was in the fall with the velocity and some of the sharpness of his breaking ball. Um, he, he was really good his last time out on Saturday. Um, but I don't, don't feel like he's really built up yet to take on a starter's workload. So we're going to work him in, into it this week, this first weekend. Um, likely see him out of the pen. And he's certainly a guy that if he's feeling back to normal, that, you know, he, he's at the top of that list to, to join the four man rotation.
1: Well, obviously, here we know a lot about Drew being a Nebraska boy. His dad going to Kearney High, so everybody kind of keeps an eye on him. Always great to have the in-state products like our Shea Shaneman and others that that produce. It makes it fun to watch. You got a couple of Grand Island transfers in. One is a pitcher in Rand Sanders, another is an outfielder in Cole Evans. Uh, what do you see in their roles at as it stands right now?
6: Yeah, I think I think you've got those guys who are going to have, um, you know. Cole has kind of taken on a bit of a leadership role this year, um, with with what he's doing and, and how he's going about his business. And he's in his fifth year in college now, and his last hurrah. And and so um, you know he's been very very consistent. And um, I think some of these other guys, I mean, they're going to have they're going to have a role. and I think we're going to have some um, some guys out of the pen that we have several guys, Rands included, that um, has has saved games at the Division One level. Um, so expect those guys to be right in the middle of the fold. Um, expect them to to have big roles on our team, and then they they just drive the competitive nature of the group. I mean, those guys are very, very good competitors, um, and, and they, they bring a lot to the team
1: that way as well. Talk with Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Coach, I know it's always about you guys or anybody's own team those first couple of weekends, but what do you know about what you're going to see this weekend in Texas?
6: Yeah, we know really right now we only know Baylor's starting pitcher. Um, Marriott is, is a returner. He's got a good arm. He's right-handed. Um, I think you're going to see some new faces in their lineup, um, some turnover there, um, trying to them trying to enhance their offensive profile from last year. Um, they're always going to be uh, a talented team, and, and obviously we're facing their ace and the guy that they think is their best guy. So, um, you know, going to be a tough test there. And, and we haven't heard yet um, who the starters are for Texas Tech and Oklahoma Tech's obviously coming in ranked. Um, Oklahoma two years removed from playing for a national championship. So, um, be a lot of really good players there. Um, be an awesome venue to play in and, and, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we're going to put our best foot forward to, to get off to a good start this year.
1: A lot of people already want to talk about next year, Coach, and all the new teams that are coming in. I'm curious about scheduling because where the Big Ten is as a conference, want to make that RPI good enough so that you have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, and it's probably really damn hard to get a top 25 team in a non-conference to come into Lincoln, even if you offer that home and home. Where is scheduling? How much is your toe in that? How hard is it? What's it look like for you guys going forward? Yeah,
6: so I think there'll be some changes obviously with the new teams coming in the league. Um I think you'll see us go from 24 to 30 uh conference games, which I think that is that's a needed addition um as it is. There there's you know when it comes to the RPI um what you what you've seen the other leagues be able to do is because they play more conference games, they have less non-conference that they have to schedule. Um they're all very unified in how they schedule, so you know they they typically um, come in with good records into their conference play. Um, and then they all play against each other and then they enhance everybody's RPI. It's kind of been backwards in the Big Ten. Usually we, you know, we have to schedule aggressively in the non con and most teams come back with their nose bloodied a little bit after the first few weeks. Um, and then everybody's coming in with a losing record and it doesn't help the, the RPI. Uh, in the league. So I think adding more games in league play means that we only have to schedule three non-conference weekends to start the year. that That helps us be more unified than if you've got to schedule four or five. Um, and obviously, with the addition of the teams coming from the west, they're they' they've got a really good profile with baseball. Um, they traditionally have strong RPI, so I think that'll certainly help. And then that just opens up another pool of non-conference teams that they get to play um, that will kind of bring a, an enhanced profile of RPI to our league as well. So um, I'm looking forward to to what those guys will bring uh, next year just in terms of helping um, elevate the, the the profile of the league
1: And, Coach, when practice opened, we were talking Husker baseball here on the show, and I mentioned to the fans, you know, with all due respect, last year's Big Ten home schedule was kind of blah. That's not really the way it is now. I don't know how these guys are going to stack up, but Iowa comes in. Obviously, they're kind of the pick. Maryland, who was so great last year, they come in. Indiana, who's always been good, they come in. How much of a difference can that make?
6: Well, I think, you know, it's certainly we're we're not we're going to have a very very tough conference schedule as you said, and I think those three teams that you named are probably teams that are going to be picked in the top three or four preseason uh, in the league. So glad we get to get them at home in front of our home fans. I know our crowd will really show up, um, you know, for those weekends. And and uh, yeah, I think just in general, our schedule is it sets up in a way that um, it gives us a chance to to have a a better RPI this year, um, have a similar record. That's ten, twelve, fifteen games over five hundred. Obviously, our goal is to be much better than that. But um, you know, if you go nine and three with our uh, midweek schedule this year, then you're you're in a really good spot. Um, and so, uh, I think you just you're going to see our RPI have, have more opportunities there with top one hundred teams. Um, it just so happens that Kansas um, they would just never really. Be open to playing us uh, with their previous staff and administration, and and their head coach now is is wanting to play us, and that helps. That helps playing in an extra big you know Big Twelve school. It's a no brainer. They're right down the road from us, um, you know, to be able to play those teams, and it just wasn't available in the past. And, and Wichita State's back on the on the schedule again as well. So I, I'm I'm looking forward. It's going to be a challenge. Um, there's going to be a lot of really good teams that we play, um, but it's also going to help us uh, have our strength to schedule be where it needs to be.
1: Last minute with Nebraska baseball coach Will Bold, It was kind of a painful joke last year, Coach, about how we were so good as a program against most teams and couldn't beat anybody in the Summit League with Kansas coming on and things like that. The midweek changes. How does your approach as a coach, has it changed the way you approach those midweek games since we struggled so much last year?
6: Well, again, I think we – Hopefully, addressed a lot of that those issues in the off season with the with the roster um, and and just adding the the pitching and and some of the things that that you need you know for those midweek games and and uh, you know so hopefully we'll have some guys that are it was kind of a revolving door we didn't really have anybody set that was our Tuesday starter uh, typically you like to have a young guy there in that spot that you feel can go go shut somebody down um you know or a veteran um, that, that is, has got a, a little bit of experience at starting so um, hopefully we address some of those issues in the offseason um, you know we we go into every game you know with a mindset that we're going to go win so um, you know this year I think we're maybe a little bit better equipped to do that
1: and finally coach every year that first weekend what is it you're looking for in your team maybe there's a weakness you want to see if it got better you want to see how the pitchers do what's the one thing that when you're flying home on Sunday that you're going to be really looking at?
6: Well, I think it starts on the mound. I think, you know, for you to, for, to be an elite program, you look at the best teams in school history, teams that have hosted regionals, that they've had elite pitching. And so, you know, our pitchers need to be on attack. And when the game's in balance in the middle innings, we've got to have, you know, some guys that can go uh, get us a stop and keep the momentum in our dugout for scoring. And then, obviously, I've said this time and time again, the biggest belief that your team has comes from how strong your bullpen is. Um, when you've got Spencer Schwellenbach uh, closing games for you, hmm. uh, it makes everybody's heartbeat a little bit slower. Um, and, you know, we, we've had trouble saving games the last couple of years at times, and our bullpen has been a bit of an issue at times. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing some of these new faces on our staff uh, attack the zone and not tiptoe around and then have to, you know, go to the middle of the plate. I want to see us pitch from ahead and put hitters away, we got a chance. And if we can do that, then we can get to the, some of the goals that we have, fewest walks per nine innings, three-to-one, strike-out-to-walk ratio. Everything else will take care of itself if our, if our pitching staff can be on attack.
1: There's such a good vibe going on down there, Coach, outside of, unfortunately, the ball injury, but the basketball team's doing well, the wrestling team doing well, all the way back to volleyball day in Nebraska. There's a lot of talk about seeing each other's athletes go into those contests do you encourage that? What do you tell your guys about uh, being involved elsewhere on campus?
6: Yeah, I think it's. I think just going and being part of uh, you know the athletic department. I remember as a student athlete here, uh, all of our programs were winning, and it was something that you wanted to go check out and be a part of, even as an athlete of another sport. So I give Trev Alberts a lot of credit uh, for setting the tone of, of a winning culture in our and our athletic department. It's rubbed off on. You know, like you said, seemingly a lot of these sports um, and we've got great support, um, you know, from financially from the athletic department and, and elsewhere. And um, it's, it's great to see our teams performing at a high level and, and certainly to see all of our athletes supporting each other is something that that is, uh, you know, gives that family type atmosphere.
1: He is the head coach of your Nebraska Cornhusker baseball team, Will Bolt, and always gracious with his time with the media and here on the Dug and Daddy Show. So, Coach, we'll let you get after it and have a great opening weekend. Hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for the time.
6: Uh, you bet. I appreciate it. Go Big Red,
1: Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt, with us here on the Dug and Daddy Show. Huskers open the season with Baylor on Friday and. In- Hopefully the Huskers can get off to a great start before they continue their road trips the first couple of weekends. Doug and Daddy Show wrapping things up on this Ash Wednesday. Glad to have you along with us. And don't forget, basketball tonight, Hastings College on KHAS Radio. That gets underway at 5, the Husker Women. Another big game at Ohio State. That gets underway at 6 on the Peacock Network. Tomorrow, live at the State Wrestling Tournament, Colin Pfeiffer of Eddie Wrestle will be among our guests as we preview the state tournament and give you some opening round early action. B and C will begin at 9.30. Then AD and the girls get going tomorrow afternoon at 3. We'll also talk with Storm Coach Anthony Noreen. They'll be on their road on the way to Chicago. Thanks so much to today's guests, not only Coach Will Bold of Nebraska Baseball, but UNK Women's Basketball Coach Drew Johnson and the head wrestling coach at Grand Island Northwest, Brian Seabrantz. A lot to cover, and we appreciate that. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow here on the Doug and Daddy Show.
0: You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast Brought to you by Cunningham's Journal Cunningham's Journal The only bar you need to know in Cardiff. Oh darling, I feel
4: like Amazing Don't make me do that again Game over